Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hey everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about brutal football. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, we have... Brutal presents. Yeah, nice looking package here. Where's that from, Bo? This is from... Uh, Motika, New Zealand. Oh boy. All the way from Middle Earth. Oh boy, oh boy. So, I'm going to open this thing up. Hopefully not cut myself. Watch out with the swastika-like lettering on the side. RS. They're good people in New Zealand. Um, and we get newspaper to look at, too. Oh, boy. I remember how much fun that was from... Now, this is going to be probably... Oh, I, I honestly have no idea what this is. Look, look at this. No look idea. at this. This is the leader... The leader is good. The leader is great. He's the Tasman edition. And uh, they've got a, a girl. This is this is great. This is I'm gonna read you this. What is happening in this picture? Michaela Isherwood watches her sister Stella Isherwood compete in the Merman Limited Junior Possum Throw. That's what I thought she was doing. She is throwing a possum. Look at that. I'm holding it up for all of our New Zealand YouTube sounds a lot like West Virginia. <laughs> it does. It does. We'd be right at home there. That's a Tasman so, edition. Did you see um, that? So I won't I won't go through all this now, but this this is gonna be good oh boy, read let's later have a look on. At that, eh? But are you ready for the? This is this is the unknown object. You're throwing a possum, boy. I've never been in close contact with a possum. I no. see them deceased on the side of the road, but that's about it. All right, yeah, go ahead. I'm okay, I got here we go. Awesome. I'm pulling it out. All right. Ugh. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. So this is incredible. So small. Oh. oh sorry. Okay. This is a letter. From Gary, and it was printed on thermal, uh, thermal paper. It nice was, touch. Oh yeah, it was printed on a Spectrum thermal printer. Nice touch. I haven't nice seen touch. one of these in a while. I've never seen one of these, so this is great. Hey guys, here's a little something to say thanks for your great podcast. It's not Amiga related, but you mentioned it, so I thought you may enjoy exploring it. The Sinclair ZX Spectrum, affectionately known as the Specky, was my second computer after owning a Sinclair ZX81. The step up from one kilobyte of RAM to the Speccy's 48 was mind-blowing. It also sported color and sound. There are plenty of resources online so you could load this baby up with tons of cool games via your PC sound card. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, and cheers from New Zealand. Kind regards, Gary. Oh, thank you, Gary. So, so kind. Seriously, I've wanted one of these for a very, very, very long time. Now, let me have a look at that boat. I've never held one of these. I never thought I would. Look at that. That is something, eh? It's so it's so compact. It is, you eh? Know? That's the whole system right there. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a We're gonna have to get a get a power inverter. And light too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That is something. What a nice gift. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Thank you, Gary. We'll put it to good use, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was just watching, there's a what you do is you load it up, you load up your uh 
your phone with the cassette files and you plug it in the audio jack right there and you just hit play on your phone and it loads the cassette because the, the computer thinks it's a cassette playing. It hears the audio file. No shit. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I was wondering what he was talking about. He said PC sound card. That's what he meant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, the, was this, did, this thing have a, did this thing ever have a disk drive or anything? It had a cassette drive. It I don't never, think it ever had a disk drive. Mm-hmm. If it did, it didn't sell well. Mm-hmm. And this expansion port was used for what? Do you know more than this? I, you know, I've got the book, but people I people are at home going, "What are you doing? You're yeah. idiots!" But I think that I think the see this mic right here. That's where that's where you plug in your phone. That you basically just get an eighth inch jack on both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've used cassette drives many times. Okay, I never used my phone to do it. That's I never even thought about that. That's I. I did you ever think you'd? I never thought I'd ever even touch one of oh, these I things know. in my whole no. life. The one of my professors in college in England, he had one and he pulled it out, but he didn't let me touch it. I bet this is the only ZX Spectrum in all West Virginia. I guarantee you that's that's the case. Guarantee it. And he's included the power lead here with uh, the end of it cut, so we can maybe attach it to uh, another lead. Oh sure, yeah. It, that... it, it says here nine volts DC. That's no problem. Yeah. We, we'll figure that. We can get that yeah. easy. So that is something. I'm gonna reattach this note on here, and this will be taken picture of and uh, put on the Facebook page and Twitter and that's everywhere. That's crazy. So. That is crazy, man. Yeah. I never would have thought it. Riveting radio, I'm sure, but we're, we're <laughs> taking it back with this nice nice present. Thank you so much, Gary. Yes, I appreciate it very much. Uh, we also got some other feedback uh, on our Alien Breed show. Okay. Uh, Lauren. No, I like, you know, I played that game a little bit this week a little bit more. Uh-huh. And I got better at it. And it, it is a, it's a really good game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren Giroux, he, uh, he said, did you know that it's actually possible to shoot the doors instead of using a key to open them? No, I did not know that. I guess it wastes a lot we of always, ammo. I was going to say, we're always so low on ammo. Yeah, it takes a lot of ammo that. to do it, but uh, if, you're, if you're in a situation where you need to get through, you can do it. Good tip. Yeah, so thank you for that, Lauren. Um, we got uh, feedback from Daniel Cordell. <laughs> Who said that he started listening to us after uh, the Retro Asylum guys plugged us on on their show last Beauty. week? Beauty, thanks for them for that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, and um, so uh, thanks for listening. And he said uh, he had some comments on uh, Micro League Wrestling. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> someone watched that show. Apparently, <laughs> there was a new version of the game made only for the Amiga in 1990. Mm-hmm. It was an Amiga only release, and so. Um, and so we may have to revisit that. I thought and we were playing that release. There was a newer one. There was a newer one. There was a newer one because the one that we played was from the eighties. It wasn't from really. The 90s. Yeah. Wonder what wrestlers were in that. Uh, he said Million Dollar Man's in there. Oh, it, it, maybe it's, it's a data disc. Though. It might. It might be a data disc. It might be just an update. Uh, then he also said, "So well, this is a little off topic." <laughs> of all the games, uh, he said there was something out for the PC called ESWF. Have you heard of this? Edge of Survival Wrestling. Mm-mm. I'm not. And uh, he said that it's it looks like it's kind of like micro league wrestling, but it's got you use your mouse to get out of a pin, and there's other moves, and it's all mouse based. Mm. So it's kind of wacky. Might be interesting to look at. Yeah, and um, and so uh, thank you <laughs> for that, Daniel. Yeah, I'm glad to see someone. You know, uh, it's funny that he I actually went and looked at the numbers on micro league because this week talking. It's actually not doing that bad. No, it's starting it's to. Pro- it's, it's, it's picked up. It's a late. It's got a long tail. If you, you look at the, the of, of all the shows we did that were the true duds that no one seemed to want to hear, that one was rock bottom for the longest time. But it's, I don't know if we've just if we've legendized it by talking about it over and over, but it's coming up quickly. Yeah, yeah. it's no longer on the bottom. If you haven't seen it yet, folks, check out our, our oh, live yeah, stream. Oh yeah, we're really at our best wrestling. on that one. <laughs> um, Chris Folds wrote in, and he said that uh, 
he said that he played Lionheart over the weekend. Yes. And he said that in his memory, it was a 9 out of 10, but when he went back to it, it got down to a 4. Oh, come on, Folds. What are you doing to me, man? A 4? And he said... um, he said that that's why he likes about our our input on the show. We don't we we play them right before we talk about them, so the memory's fresh. Um, and he asked, if, "Have we played Escape from Coldes yet? Have you heard of that? Absolutely game? not." <laughs> so I checked this out. This looks like a game that we should try out. It's a it's an isometric perspective where you're trying to escape from a prison, all right, uh, like a like a POW camp. Okay. And uh, so I was just wondering if you'd heard of it. No, I've not heard before. of that. And um, the last thing that he said is that uh, he's checked. He's uh, been participating in this thing called a retro gaming league. Yeah. And have you heard of these things I before? Have. So just in case you you, you haven't, it's probably at home, a, uh, they got one going on at the Retro Asylum forums, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said there was one for Retro Asylum, and then there's another one that's not affiliated with them. Mm-hmm. And they just basically they pick a random game for a random system, and everybody plays it for a week. Yeah. And there's high scores and stuff like that. So yeah. it seems like a cool way to. Get you to open up that back catalog. You know, sometimes we go straight to our favorite games. I know with Maine, you know, I've got my my go-to games that I play most of the time, and this would kind of open your eyes a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, uh, we should go do that. We should represent. Yeah. West Virginia in the show. We should go in there and whoop. Well, we should do our best. <laughs> right. We should represent ourselves poorly. <laughs> and um, we got feedback from Paul Kitching. Uh, Which one? This is the Paul Kitching <laughs> that did not design our backdrop. Okay. The other Paul Kitching. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> and uh, he said that uh, we've been uh, mispronouncing H.R. Geiger's name. Yes, I saw Geiger. this. I saw this. And I'll, I'll say what I said on the, on the the when I typed a response. For years and years and years, I have always heard it pronounced Geiger. All right? Which is wrong. I admit that freely. That said, I think there's a... Uh, uh, if not a pocket of people, then a, half of a nation of people that have been pronouncing it incorrectly for a long time. There's a lot of words we mispronounce in the United States. Notre Dame. That's not how you say that. Well, listen. So. <laughs> right down the road from where I lived in Lexington, where's Versailles. Right. <laughs> we live in Hurricane. <laughs> you know, we are not the linguistic bastards. No. That, uh, we just butcher stuff because that's, that's what we did. Yeah. It's yeah. America. And um, he said that uh, Aaron, he just realized that you were not, that, you know, you're talking about using a controller. And he said he can't imagine playing some of these games with a controller. Thank you. And so, Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Finally. Yeah. And um, Although today, not too bad. But yeah. And he, he just had a, a quick BBS story to share. He said, <laughs> I got online too late for the Amiga BBS scene, but I have fond memories of FXPing. And I think it means FTPing in Windows 95. I had a 56, this is him writing, I had a 56K modem then. You could still transfer data from one FTP site to another at the speed of light because it didn't have to be dragged down my own tubes. Um, and there were top secret no ratio FTP sites loaded with freebies all neatly organized into categories. Do you remember the FTP days? Yeah, very recently, actually. Oh. Uh, when I first got the CD32, there's a uh, certain CD32 FTP out there that is w- very renowned, very free, and uh, I used it just in the past, say, three years. So, yeah, I still occasionally find In fact, I FTP stuff to my Xbox all the time. Oh. Uh, so that much said, uh, FTPs were awesome, especially if you're... Uh, once the internet came around, if you were, you know, exchanging software via the IRC channels, that was a pain in the butt. I can tell you that right now. And then, of course, there was always uh, binary, you know, Usenet stuff. But mm-hmm. 
for the longest time that was a colossal pain until the until they got some nice breeders out there that could do the job of you know getting this stuff together. That was a real pain in the butt. So yeah, unfortunately, I've seen them all. <laughs> so yeah, but FTP, geez, that was that was a much better step than a lot of the other ones were. Yeah, yeah. Um, fifty on fifty six. You know, I'm trying to think of ever ever FTP on a modem. You sure he doesn't actually mean FXP, and we just don't know what that is? No, I mean. FT when did you ever FTP on a modem? Though? I mean, on, on a 56k dial-up modem? I'm not sure I've ever used that to FTP anything. Sure, isn't that... I mean, like, when you went on, like, where sites and stuff no, like that? No, you didn't know no FTP, man. You were just downloading that stuff off the site. So FTP, when I think FTP, I think, like, you know, FTP sites. You're right, you know, it's like a folder structure, right? Like Yeah, Explorer. that's not the way it looked online. On BBSs, you would go... Like, for example, you would go to a... You would pick... You'd go to the file section, and you'd be like, okay, I want... Uh, I want Amiga demos, and you hit the button, and it'd say it would give you a list of what they had, and you would say like download or D, and then you would pick the file you'd want. You type the name usually, mm -hmm. and it would and it would start transferring via like Z modem or something. Yeah. Oh, I definitely used FTP with Windows ninety five or Windows oh, yeah, three eleven. Yeah, online. Uh, yeah, I'm not honestly. I'm, I don't think I ever used it on. Dial Talk to your brother. He's the one that showed me how to do it. I mean, it's, I know how to do it. It's just, I don't. don't just, I personally don't remember well, ever doing it. Maybe you. Well, at that time, maybe you were already on broadband when I was still on. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Spectrum Next. Finally, we just got the ZX Spectrum. Uh, the Spectrum Next and what it might mean in the future. For, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about this thing. For the Amiga. So, yeah. what do you know about the Spectrum Next? Um, it's it's a uh, modernized version. It's going to have modern ports. It's going to have, I saw one of the things they, they had talked about was the ability of it to eliminate color clash, mm -hmm. which we, uh, they talked about that on uh, Retro Asylum uh, this last, this past uh, week. And uh, some people were up in arms because they didn't want the color clash right, to go. Right. I know enough about the uh, spectrum to be dangerous, but not effective in any way. Uh, so I don't know everything that the next has, but I, uh, I mean, it's basically a, uh, it's basically someone's modernized the spec. It's sort of like a new version of Spectrum in a modern day. Right. That's going to play the old stuff, mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a much easier to use way. Yeah. And the thing that that makes it the most interesting to me is that it's it's the it's not <laughs> hardware emulation. It's actually this FPGA board. Right. Very similar to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and I think that there's a huge opportunity for this for the Amiga. But then I was listening to. Have you listened to this week's, or maybe it was last week's retro hour? I have indeed with the with the vampire. Yeah, guy. and that guy was on there talking, and of course the Spectrum Next they want to sell it for like 175 pounds, yeah, like the same price that the Spectrum originally came out for. The guy, the vampire guy, he's like, well, if we do this, it's going to be at least 500 quid. Yeah, and I I'm heard like, that. is it just because it has the Amiga name on it <laughs> that you're going to charge, you know, five times as much for? I mean, if you're talking about the same core, that FPGA, that missed core. What could possibly make it cost, you know, four times the cost of the, the Spectrum? I believe what he was talking about when he mentioned that was, would have been another, would have been another chip. I mean, it would have been a, a, a faster processing chip than what is on there currently for okay. the vampires. I think that's what he meant. And I think that's why the cost would increase. It's funny, the Retro Hour guys and our buddies are there, we love those guys. Uh, they were they were good to go. Five hundred quid. <laughs> sign me up. I was going. <laughs> you know that's a ton of money. Yeah. You know I like the vampire. You know I, 
I've never quite narrowed down the price. <laughs> we I've, talk about this I a lot. I think it's a couple hundred, a couple hundred yeah. bucks. <laughs> a couple hundred bucks. It's I've, doable. Absolutely. Now, 500 pounds is like $700. So, yeah. No. Something he, well, I mean, here's the thing. And they mentioned it. And they're right. The guys record modern, or actually that last sort of modern, but the the Amiga accelerator boards like your Fuesta, those things should go for top dollar. Yeah. yeah. So there's top the dollar. markets there for people that want to pay that kind of But, money. I mean, again, I'm like you. This is genuine Amiga accelerator boards that were made for the Amiga. They're not reprogramming the chip mm-hmm. to do the job. So mm-hmm. if if they have the option of, 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 of a big dog, super ultra elite version in it, like a regular version, I'm cool with that. And they also, the thing that he talked about that I thought was interesting was the uh, standalone unit. Right. But then I, I thought about that, you know, because remember a couple weeks ago, Someone, I think it was on Facebook somewhere, asked me, you know, at what point, or we got some feedback, but what point is it no longer an Amiga? I mean, we've talked about it. I think that's the point. Right. I think the standalone version is not the Amiga. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know what it is. It's, at that it's, point. it's a different thing. It's a third thing. It's yeah. not an Amiga. It's not a PC running an emul- Amiga emulator, but it's a third category. This is a weird time. Mm-hmm. It really is to be thinking about it, because like I said, we and I've, God knows I've, I've bought into the hype as much as anybody. You know, six, you know, your six hundreds, your five hundred have AGA and HDMI out, and have this SD card support. Also, it's be great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's I, something. It's something's happening here. You know, the way that I see it is if this paves the way for a lower cost, completely hardware accurate, you know, rebranding or remaking of the Amiga. If I can buy something that looks like a 1200 and acts like a 1200 for half the price of a real 1200, it's a win. <laughs> if it's more than an original piece of hardware, I don't care how fast it is. You know, I, I, it's not a value proposition. For that me. is the thing. I mean, the, the fellow on on the on the interview uh, at uh, RetroArt was saying, you know, hey, we could really jack up the speed. Okay, you know. I could run an emulator and jack up the speed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could. I mean, I don't. I don't get the appeal. I play Wings. Mm-hmm. I think and Wings, pretty intense on processing power game, right? And it runs better on the twelve hundred than it does on the five hundred. You could tweak it to make it run super awesome if you want. But at what point? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess my question is, why do you need mega speed? Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, I feel like a hypocrite for going out this because I've I've been I'm like, boy, oh boy, you could run MP3s. But I mean, really, unless for for cutesy reasons, if you're just playing games on it like we do, like we're the we're the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Amiga stuff. We load it up, we play the game. It's pretty much all I do. Mm-hmm. I don't do any word processing. I don't use Deluxe Paint mm-hmm. as much as I like it. And so, how much speed do you need to run the fast? So what's the slowest game on Amiga? Like glue. I mean, how how fast you need it to go? Right. You know, really, and that's the thing. And a thousand dollars. I mean, if I'm rendering stuff, so I mean, again, I'm not saying there's no market for this at all. There, uh, hey, go nuts if you can get five hundred. You know, what is that? Seven hundred fifty bucks. We're go nuts. But I don't see the. I just don't see the what, what the point of it is. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe somebody yeah. could tell and me. If you, yeah, Ravi, if you're listening to this, and you you know, if you just let us know, because honestly, I want to know what. 
what the advantage is. And I'm sure there are because, you know, there's lots of people out there that, that really, really want fast Amigas. So. I mean, I can understand the advantage of the modern ports mm-hmm. and HDMI yeah. and SD card support and AGA. That, I'll get all that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, having an Amiga that runs at, say, you know, I don't know, 500 <laughs> megahertz, megahertz yeah. or a gigahertz, you know, unless you're doing something. And I'm not talking about the other OSs. You know, or the improved versions. I'm just talking. I mean, if you just want to play games on it, yeah. You yeah, know, so I, I don't know. It's interesting though. It was an interesting interview. The standalone thing, depending on what they do with it, could be interesting. I just yeah. don't know. I don't know what form that's going to take. There's a new C64 that's going to be a standalone unit that's got that same sort of core. I think maybe <laughs> details are sketchy. So this is this is happening all over the place. People taking these missed cores, these FPGAs, and slapping a you know injection mold body around them and. Hey, if it gets more people interested in retro platforms, I'm all for it. I don't have anything against it. I don't care. I don't lose sleep over this stuff. You know? It, I, mean, I mean, it is worth contemplating, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to shun somebody. Oh, you've got a fake Amiga 1200. What a loser. I'd be like, hey, you've, you've heard of Amiga. Right. Gee, you're going to be hugged. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it, it, it is. If nothing else, it will make the price of the original systems go down, which will make people that want the original systems happy. Maybe I don't know. It's so. it's it's crazy. Or maybe send they'll it. be just crazy demand after yeah, all. That's what I was just you, you never know. Send us your thoughts yeah. on this. I'd yeah. be interested to hear from me. I guess I've got two Amigas at home, and then you plus the one you've got here. So I don't know if I'd feel differently if I had no Amigas and I had no money to buy Amigas. I might be like, for God's sakes, give me that standalone Amiga. Right. You know, right? right. God knows you have enough trouble with emulation. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of new stuff. Um, I have officially, as of last week, ordered the Defender of the Crown Collector's Cut. Oh, okay. And yesterday, I received an email from Sven. Yeah. Shout out to Sven. Yes, hi Sven. Um, that it will be shipping next week. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so the, now they have started shipping some already there, right? That's as of last week. I did not inquire on the website and had no information. <laughs> but according to Sven... Are you saying that crack website is lacking information? <laughs> so um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks we'll have the uh, Defender of the Crown collector's cut here. We'll have an unboxing. We'll look at all the cool stuff that's in it. Might even fire it up on the real Amiga 500. You know, speaking of, of uh, Defender of the Crown, I read... Let me pull it up here. That they have, uh, they are getting ready to release a new version of, of the, uh, of the uh, uh, Defender of the Crown that they didn't know existed, and it's for the Spectrum. Really? Yes. How I, amazing! This I know is. what we're going to do with our Spectrum. Um, interesting. Uh, they, I guess they, I don't know if they had one. They never released it. You know, I didn't see any details, but they said they're going to release it. Uh, and then I guess they're also mentioned in the article that they're still that I guess they're going to go ahead with the Rocket Ranger, uh, you know, super duper cut, mm-hmm. which I will be very interested in that. Uh, so, you know, I guess <laughs> maybe we'll get to play uh, Defender Crown on the Spectrum. Oh. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? I can't. You know, I, I got that retro uh, the Retro Gamer Spectrum big book, uh-huh. and I've just been loving paging through there. Those games just have just they they've got a they've got a look to them <laughs> that other retro consoles don't have just because of the hardware limitations. It's a um, just from what I've seen and I've played some emulated stuff for the Spectrum. I mean there's there's some diamonds in the rough, there's some crazy mm-hmm. weird stuff on that yeah. on that on that. Yeah. But I mean, Amiga's the same way in a yeah, lot of ways. Absolutely. 
Um, what news do you have for us this week? Um, again, this was not the biggest news. Well, I guess there's a pretty big new bit of news. Uh, a new outfit in Germany is bringing back the C64. We I'm sure literally just talked about that five this seconds is, is ago. this the one you're talking about yes. that has the... Uh, the uh, uh, so they're not bringing back the C64, then. They're bringing back an emulated 64. Right. It's got that FPGA uh, mist hardware. So that's how they're going to do it. They're not going to make... Bull- See, I didn't get the, the, the full scoop. I just saw... I read a little bit of it. Well, they, and they never really mentioned any of the hardware. And so I had no idea that that's what they were doing. Well, this is the same company that also has produced the the replacement board. But from now... The replacement PCB for the... For the for the C64. So it could be possible that they're slapping this in there too. But that doesn't have all of the modern outs, I don't think, that, that this one is going to have. The information is very scant. Mm-hmm. So you don't... So, yeah, that's why I didn't know what... That's exactly. Mm-hmm. I read the article. I was like, oh, that's nice. They're bringing back C64. But that's pretty much all they If said. you go to the website, there's not much there. <clears throat> I did go to the website. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. right. There's nothing there. So this makes me wonder... I saw it everywhere. Everyone posted it. They were very excited, but uh, I don't know. I like old stuff. You know, I like when when stuff comes out that looks old. Am I going to buy Here it? I am. <laughs> I'll come out. But, uh, old. but I mean, we'll see. We'll we've got sixty. It. We've got sixty supports here. We're not. Yeah, I haven't got to figure out how to use right, it. Right. I'm gonna have to put up some more shelving up here. We need. For all these we need like here. an extra day of the week I that we it. can just play with it. this stuff. We've got jump. We've got. I've got that, that, that Apple too. I've only fired it up one time ever. Yeah, well, it's so. an Apple. I don't give a good about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got some site. Oh, are you having more news, or is that it? That's this week? pretty much it. I okay. was going to mention the uh, the uh, interview with, about the vampire. I mean. I would anyone interested in the vampire? I don't know how many people that listen to the show are actually really into it, or maybe no one gives a crap about it. Just want to hear about it. I hope you like it because we literally talk about it. Every well, week. I'm gonna I'm putting I'm putting this I'm I'm slamming on the brakes here until I until I have got one in my hands. But uh, you know it's a uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where it happens with that. And you're right, just like the uh, the next and this other stuff. I mean. This, it, this is where it is now, mm-hmm. you know. So we're gonna have to. It's a new era. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got some side updates this week. A lot of stuff going on on the website. Oh yeah, I read some really good articles this um, week. We've got uh, Dreamcatcher <laughs> talked about. There's, you know, they have these teen reacts videos. <coughs> Teens react to Nintendo. Teens react, and this is this is a guy reacting to an Amiga 500. And of course, if he would have loved it, there would have been no story. But the fact that like he gets a lot of stuff wrong. And the thing is dirty, and he, he blames it for being dirty, even though the, the and uh, so everyone has a hearty ho at this guy. Did, did you watch and that video? I have not seen. I it. watched the video. I'm sure, did it anger you immensely? I hope it did. I hope it did. <laughs> well, I watched. The, see, the funny thing is, I, by the way, I think this has gotten more comment action. It has. Than any it's of gotten other, tons of action. The uh, the truth of the matter is, I did watch it. This guy's got one hell of an accent. I, and if someone really knows what it is, I, it's real. Does thick. he sound like us? No, oh. he's from he's from somewhere in the UK. But okay. he's got a real crazy voice. <clears throat> but uh, uh, basically, he ordered uh, uh, this uh, the uh, Amiga on eBay, I believe, is where he got it. And when he got it home, he decided to take it apart, and clean it. And when he would pull it apart, he uh, damaged. He pulled off. He pulled the processor, the sixty eight thousand chip out. And when he did that, he pulled a leg off of it. And so he was right there, right out of the gate. He was not happy. Mm-hmm. And then he thought it had a PCMCIA slot, and he had he got to have a bunch of his facts wrong. And the guy was pissed off, and he just ruined his machine, and he was upset. And and if you go back, the funny thing is, and someone pointed this out, and I went and watched. If you go back and look, 
he's got another video up where he bought a 1200 which he's much more excited about and he sort of as someone pointed out on the on the on the site there he sort of as you know goes back and he's like well maybe i didn't quite look at this in the right frame of mind mm -hmm. which he didn't yeah you know so i no, I didn't. I didn't pummel or destroy this, this guy. <laughs> At first, I was like, "I'm going to destroy a sucker. I'm going to destroy it." But I went. I, after I watched the video. I was like, "Well, it's just a guy. I didn't yeah. know what he's doing." Hey, I don't know Jack Squad about this. If you hand me that spreadsheet, said, here, get it going. Right. I'd just be like, "What the hell is this little thing? Is this a computer? Is this a keyboard? What is it?" Yeah. You know, so I forgive. Um, we also got a new article today from Will Williams. Scuzzy. Yeah. This. Yeah. This is really great. Uh, this is information that is consolidated in a way that you can understand. If you're interested in setting up a SCSI hard drive on your Amiga, you need to check this article out because he takes you through step by step what you need, the process to do it, uh, some pitfalls that you can avoid. Uh, so we really appreciate Will continuing these kind of how-to, more technical articles. Yes, have you ever set a SCSI up on anything? No. I have, and it's a pain. That's and what the Xbox runs on, isn't it? No. Uh, oh. The Xbox, the original Xbox, yeah. no, it's IDE. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, um, the uh, you have for our 500 here, I think a SCSI interface. So we may have to go back and really have an in-depth read on that uh, because it's been a long time since I fooled with it. But yeah, SCSI was uh, SCSI was sort of the, the the Amiga hard drive setup until the 1200 turn, you know went with IDE. What is the uh, what is the the timeline after IDE? What came after that? SATA. Yes. Okay. So well, SCSI, I mean, there's, then IDE, there's IDE, then and there's and there's and there's the wide versions of both, and there's I mean there's, you know, there, each one of them there was more to it than just saying here's IDE. There was like Ultra and mm -hmm. blah blah blah, and SCSI had its own sort of, you know, varying branches of the tree. You know, but yeah, it was I and SCSI was always the the ripple in IDE was SCSI was a lot faster. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when I was younger, that's what I always heard. SCSI's faster, but I knew it was a lot more complex. The funny thing is, back in those days, I could afford no hard drive. So, <laughs> I would have taken SCSI out of anything I get hold of. Sure, yeah. But yeah, good article. I was I was very pleased to see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bookmark that for later use. Um, uh, Dreamcatcher has published another issue. He's been on a roll of these Amiga scours. Uh, uh, <laughs> How I many had... hours does this guy take to do these? I mean, yeah. I, this was long. Yeah. And he had so much weird, goofy stuff. Yeah, in this I, thing. I just barely glanced at it. I like to take my time when I read these. Oh, you got to. And uh, so, but check that out. And uh, It's wacky. The last thing is that I attempted or earlier this evening to do a Count Ducula Amigos Plays. Because remember, we got that box of games from oh, yes. uh, from O'Brien's that had Count Ducula. Uh, but the sprite, the, the the game loaded fine, the intro and everything, but when I started playing, the sprites weren't there. It's some kind of emulation error. Everything else loaded, and I could, I watched a let's, uh, you know, um, a playthrough, and I could actually move, you know, I pushed the controller left, and the screen would scroll like the sprites were there, but they just didn't show up, mm. so... I uh, to work on that. Yeah, O'Brien's, we're, we're working on those games, so just wanted to give you an update on that. Yeah. All right, boy, that was a lot of stuff. But now it's time. It's time to talk about brutal football. It's brutal. Well, for starters, I actually own this game. Here it is. Ooh. Is this the first time that you've brought over a game that you've owned on the show? I can't remember. It might be. It's I funny thing it is, is I've owned, like, I own Rise of the Robots. I think, did I bring Rise of the Robots over? No, I don't think you did. And here's the, uh, the bag, Maybe you did. in case you care. Um, I, uh... When I bought the CD32, it came with a certain uh, interesting game list, including this. 
and I had not played this, but I had heard uh, good things about it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so I was going in with a positive attitude. <laughs> so, whoops! There it goes. I just destroyed it. <laughs> I've got a couple other uh, CD32 tiles. I'm actually I'm dusting out the CD32. I'm going to get it ready to go, and we'll have to just film some stuff with us just sitting there playing with it. All right, I'm ready. Um, anyways, let's talk about this game, Brutal Football. Um, it came out in '93. Uh, it's funny. This game. This is why I enjoy getting some of these more obscure games. I guess it's not that obscure, but. These are publishers and developers that we don't really deal with that much. We've seen it's always Team 17 or Sensible or one of these outfits. So this is a couple. I don't think we've. I think we've done. We've done Millennium, the publisher, because they did the James Pond series. Mm-hmm. This other outfit is called. The developer was Teak. T e q u e. It's a strange name. Yeah. Um, they did it. A lot of like Atari conversions, from what I could tell. They did Badlands, Blastoids, Chase HQ, Clax. They did Munsters, uh-huh. which is I think you is it amongst is that's, that amongst? Yeah, yeah, I think that's in there. Um, Pac Mania, uh, Pit Fighter, Tubin. Yeah, a lot so, of those kind of arcade Atari yeah. arcade classics. I looked into them. I mean, there wasn't a ton to know. They were a London. Uh, they were in London. They were a game development studio, uh, and they had a sister company. Uh, called the head. It was it was Teak London, and then the sister company was Teak. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Software Development Limited, uh, and they worked independently but collaborated. I don't know. It was, I don't know why they would be split. There was probably some financial reason to do it. Um, they the uh, they were in East London and had an office in a place called Bow. Have you heard of that? How do you spell that? B O W or no. Bow. Then they moved to Greenwich, Southeast London. So if you're in London, you've you've probably heard of these guys. They ended up co- becoming. Uh, Chrysalis software, which we have heard of them. Um, what did they do? Oh, they well, a lot of stuff here. They, uh, which of course, look at that. <laughs> okay, I've had a rough time with my printouts here recently. The, uh, uh, the, the guys at Teak, I said they did black I mean, it ended up coming Chrysalis, but it's basically the same stuff. Mm-hmm. They okay, did, okay. They did Tube and Pit Fighter. They did a few other, uh, um, you know Atari, I, so maybe they just had some kind of some kind of deal. I don't know. Um, anyway, the uh, uh, Brutal Football came on two discs, or the CD32 version came on a CD. Now you could you could play eight people at this game in a tournament format. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could two simul- players simultaneous. Yeah, two players simultaneous. Um, looking over the guys that put this thing together, I mean, really well. The music was done by Richard Joseph, and we <laughs> again, of course, he's, he's, he's did James Pond and Chaos Engine, Cannon Fodder, Moonstone, um, you know, Sensible Soccer, the Barbarian series. He's been all he's been he's done a ton of stuff. A lot of these other guys we haven't seen much before. Uh, the concept of this thing was a guy named Dean Lester. I don't think we've ever talked about Dean Lester. He was behind uh, Carl Lewis. Uh, ca- or remember Carl yeah, Lewis? Decathlon. Yeah, it was. Or, it wasn't Carl Lewis Decathlon. What was well, it? Well, this was Carl Lewis is like it was a Olympic type Olympic game. game. Yeah, this is a game we got to look at. It's called Fernandez Must Die. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he also did Shadowlands, Shadow World, and a game called Interphase. He was the guy that came up with the concept for this, and the rest of his team. A lot of them didn't work on really much anything else. Uh, 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 the names Wild Cup Soccer and Club and Country keep coming up. We're going to have to look into Wild Cup Soccer because apparently I think it's similar to this in, in a soccer format. Um, 
brutal the brutal series was well it was supposed to be a series as far as best i could tell that seems to be the, what they imply but as far as i can tell not at least on the amiga there were no other games released in the series mm -hmm. so having seen this i could see where brutal i don't know i can't imagine the concept of this in another game really now i think about it. i mean soccer but this is sort of like soccer right in some way. you couldn't really make a brutal baseball <laughs> i was just thinking about these carrying the bat around beating the hell out of people um this game was out for the original for the uh, ECS OCS. And eventually, they released the AGA C32 versions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got wide joystick support, as we found out the hard way when we were trying to set this up on the uh, when to play uh, the Amiga's play. But it'll support uh, one, two, and four buttons. And uh, if you've got the uh, if you've got one of the game pads you're playing on CD32, uh, those game pads are real interesting. It's <laughs> <laughs> Those CD32 game pads. I mean, they're not they're not hideous, but I mean, they're not the best game pads ever. I, you know, I, I don't know. I've never used one, so I can't. It's sort can't. of like an inverted boomerang. That's the best okay. One, you know, or like that's the best way I can describe them. You'll see them. I'll bring them over. Um, believe it or not, this actually got ported. <clears throat> Did you know that? And I actually looked at the ports. Just I, I know there's a Jaguar version, right? There's a Jaguar. <laughs> now you know why I'm interested. <laughs> right. There's an Atari Jaguar version, and there was a PC version. I watched. I had. I had good hard look at both of them uh, this week, uh, just to see how they stacked up. And uh, I'll get into that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the premise of this game, it's pretty simple. Uh, you have a. Uh, you pick from a, a series of teams. Uh, they, these teams are sort of look like uh, I don't know Nordic mm -hmm. barbarians or, yeah. or, or uh, uh, Vikings. Yep, or they're something. all white-haired men. <clears throat> yeah, they all look crazy, insane, tough. Anyway, you pick your team, and then you and your opponent or the computer picks a team, and you go out on, on what's sort of like I'd say it's more. Would you say it's more soccery than football-y? I don't know how you... It's sort of like yeah. a combo. It's almost like <clears throat> Ultimate Frisbee, too, also. It reminded me sort of like Australian Rules football, except more chaotic with, and much more violent. But, uh, so, you, you're two teams. I believe it's two teams of seven. And you go out in the, and you go out in the field, and a referee or a... In, in the old... The version I play, which is the original Gypsum version, just looks like a dark figure. I noticed when you were playing the uh, AGA version, it looks sort of like a Minotaur or mm -hmm. something. It would come out... And he tossed like a football up in the air, and then at that point, it's just do whatever you want. You can just, it's just <laughs> it's you, it, you, uh, you can tackle, uh, you can uh, grab the ball and run, or you can uh, throw it past the ball, or you can kick the ball. Uh, you can also scatter around the field, and I'd say the field, much like. Uh, um, what was the soccer game we played that had the little radar on it? Oh, kickoff uh, kick two. Kickoff two. Mm -hmm. It's got a radar at the top of the screen. Did you ever look at the radar? No, I never no, did either. It's so small. and I mean, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, <laughs> even a, a soccer game fan like Kim Justice, she talks about how nobody even ever looks at the radar. Oh, it's good. useless. I feel it's better useless, about yeah. my, my uh, kickoff two prowess. <laughs> and I'm sure the thing is, if you had, you know, I kind of wish they'd done this like Sensible did. Where you had a wider range of vision to mm -hmm. me, uh, but sell up. I guess you 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 can either you can have one or two things. You can have big sprites, yeah, or yeah. you can have. A, and really, this wouldn't have worked with smaller sprites. Right. So I understand the trade off. But anyway, uh, the, the game is set up on a large field. I don't know if it's. I don't. I never even run those. I think it's marked off for yards. So it's a hundred yard field, mm -hmm. and then you uh, and on either side of the field, uh, the the field is kind of walled in. You know, sort of like uh, indoor soccer, right? right? Mm -hmm. Except brick. 
And then on either side, the goals are these basically like two, picture like a big brick wall on either side with like a a, a, a quarter it's almost carved like, out of it's it. It's almost like a bus stop. <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that size. Mm -hmm. And you try to run the ball or throw the ball in, or kick the ball into that Yeah, hole. anyone works, you can run it in there, you can throw it in there, whatever. <laughs> And I didn't know you could run it for the longest time, so <laughs> it made it a lot easier. Um, the uh, the game, so that that sounds okay. You know, it's basically a, it's a very speedball toolie, mm -hmm. right? Then they spice it up. How do they spice it up? They throw a bunch of weapons and power ups on the field. Uh, there's a ton of of crazy stuff that comes out. Now I was we were playing the version in here, and I didn't notice when I played up. I I played a, a lot of league play on the uh, old version. Uh, I didn't notice any of the axes, but they're in the books. Uh, in this book, so I don't know if they just added them to the later version. Uh, but on, on the one I played, mostly it had uh, swords, uh, shields. <clears throat> There's a ton of stuff. They've got grenades. When you get these, it just has a little like a, a counter, and you can just toss them around and blow guys up. Uh, bombs. Uh, you'll see a rabbit and a tortoise walking around. You know, if you run over the rabbit, your guy's like mega fast. I mean, super fast. Mm -hmm. If you run over the turtle, not good. Don't do <laughs> You're it. super slow. Um, you've got magic potions that can make you invisible, which I I, I never saw that one when I played. I get some of this stuff I don't I don't remember seeing. Um, the, it's got a, a, a repel icon. It makes uh, the opposition bounce off of you. That's very uh, uh, that'd be very helpful if you're trying to run to the goal. Then of course you got the axes. And the axes you just pick you just basically run over them. And toss them, and, mm -hmm. and you try to you know dig them into somebody. Um, there's an ice cube, and it, it's it, not for the pop charts. No, it's not. And uh, uh, there's something called a running ball, where the ball get up and run by itself, which I <laughs> I didn't see. Did you ever see that? No. <laughs> um, and in two player mode, you get direction reverse. Oh. Reverses direction of your opponent's joypad. Wow. That's maybe, brutal. May, I, it's possible that that was affecting me, and I didn't even know it. That maybe that's be, why. I, that's why I scored all those goals. That can't myself. be what it was. <laughs> and then there's team swap. It swaps your team's controls. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. So it, they added in some crazy, some crazy stuff. You can also change the the, the uh, formations of your team from an aggressive, standard, and uh, defensive. <clears throat> uh, this all sounds very technical and interesting, but the bottom line is. You run around like a damn maniac. I mean, it's chaotic, but it's controlled chaos to a certain degree. After a spell, I was able to pass and mm -hmm. uh, kick quite nicely. The learning curve is not <clears throat> nearly as steep as kickoff. Now, I will say, I played on the lowest dumb guy setting, which was beginner, mm -hmm. you know, baby sucking his thumb, yeah, stupid. It switches the characters for you when you pass. It helps you locate the nearest person so. i will say i enjoyed it a lot on yeah. that setting yeah so dumb me up because it, I, I thought you know uh, i i'm gonna just stick keep it simple mm -hmm. and i'm sure if uh, someone that with a real good grasp of the game could go up to these because i had a lot of different settings which i like yeah. that but uh, the thing is i don't think that the game is deep enough to really warrant having the higher level nobody's they, in ireland right now they're not having the world cup of brutal sports football well you know I bet if you were really good at this, though, the, the extra controls could probably help you out. Maybe, maybe. You know, I don't know. I, it's, I'm too bad to, to speculate yeah. on that. Um, <clears throat> I played this game a lot this week, actually. More than I've gotten to play any of the games recently for a long time. I really had hours and hours to play it. And I played that crap out of it. I, you know, it's on the, on the, 
on the original Amiga, it runs a little choppy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and the game is not lightning fast by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it it reminds me actually in, ter it's sort of in terms of the way it moves. It's a little like TV sports football. It's just right. kind of that uh, slow motion feel. Is there? It's not super. Running. It's not molasses slow, but I mean it's slower yeah. than you would expect. Well, and you, I think that you, because the field is so small, they have to slow <laughs> the guys down, or else you just be zipping back. And yeah, forth. yeah. Uh, it's nothing more rewarding. And again, it, I'm going to compare it to sensible soccer. Um, sensible soccer is a better fundamental game. All right. It's uh, you can set up strategies and do stuff, and you know probably if you're a really good hand, you can really play it. That said, this has some of that satisfaction satisfaction you get from completing passes mm -hmm. or or scoring a long goal. Yeah, uh, it's also real satisfying to chop a sucker's head off at, or kick him, which you can also do. Mm -hmm. Which I love that, and I'll have to say I had kind of a crummy day at work the other day, and I came in and played this, and it really works out the tension quite nicely. Just yeah. To, you know, it's great to behead everyone on the other team but one guy and win by beheadings. <laughs> Another thing I like is I, the, the very first game of this I played with the computer, I went in, the, in overtime. Now, did you ever go in overtime? No. In overtime, there's no ball. All you do is you go around and kill as many people as you <laughs> can. So at the end of the game, you've killed the whole other team. Wow. So in sudden death, they're not kidding. You suddenly right. kill everyone on the other team. Wow. Um, after you win a game, and, and did you play this in league play at all? No. I played in league play quite a bit, and so after the, which you'd think, oh, league play, it's not even as deep as say speedball two, and in this you have it shows your locker room, and of course all your players are sort of like, um, well, I mean if you beat the game, you find out they're like terminators or something, mm -hmm. they're like robots basically, but uh, um, it shows in your locker room, it shows like all your guys and these tanks. And some of the guys are standing there like, and some of them are like, oh, God. And some of them are just like laying on the ground like, oh, Jesus. And so you've got three things you can do. You can uh, you can, uh, you can, can give them aid, mm -hmm. you know. You can increase their skill, basically. And, or you can give them, like, basically, like, mega aid if they're really hurt. And that's where, when, the, when, the, when you do something to the players, this little wall comes up. And you hear different noise, and when you give them like the super like cranial aid, you hear like drills and oh, stuff. So I guess they're in there rebuilding these suckers, mm -hmm. and you have a set amount of money that you can. That's spend. really interesting. See, I didn't even know about that aspect of the game. Yeah, I but, was just but really, you think you're so. Well, that sounds neat. But in all honesty, the the this game has flaws, and I'd say the biggest flaw is it's not. If you're going to get into a league, the league play is weak. It's real weak, because. The, there is no strategy. I mean, you can heal your guys. You can, you know, do the. There's only three options in a locker room. You go out and just play again. Now, if you mm -hmm. like the game like I did, that's fine. Uh, and you, you know, you want to increase your speed as much as you can, uh, which is the third. You know, so when I say skill, it's really it makes them quicker. Mm -hmm. um, as you play, you find out there, there are a couple teams that aren't playable by a PC. I don't know if you saw any of these guys. I'm pretty sure you did. There's a there's a there's a lizard team, uh, those guys can like breathe fire. Wow. Yeah, and then there's there are goats. They look like rams. They have big horns. Mm -hmm. And then the super mega team of doom are the rhinos. They're not very fast, but like just they'll run you over. They're they're super duper tough. I noticed now. Uh, uh, I didn't see these on the C32 version, so I'm guessing they're not playable. I know on the P on the uh, uh, on the uh, Jaguar version, I believe, was they or it might have been PC, but they are playable. You can actually choose those teams 
from the main menu, which you can't do on, on this one. Um, I had a look at this on the PC and the Jaguar. The PC version uh, looked not that good. Mm. Um, it was the uh, you know how the field looks very maddeny almost mm -hmm. in a way. Um, this looked like a real crummy, I don't know, uh, Flight Simulator Two style. You know, pulling it all <laughs> just junk, junky. Right. It just looked. I mean, the guys looked okay. The stadium was like, eh, mm -hmm. it wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. It didn't look that good at all. So PC version, man. I will say, having watched the Jaguar version, it looked sharp. It probably, now, without playing it, mind you, it looks like the best of the bunch. Mm. Uh, it's very much on par with, say, the CD32 mm -hmm. uh, um, version, but it may be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'd like to give that a shot. I'd yeah, like I, I don't have her. I would. Something else I noticed that was kind of wacky is that the PC version has different team names. Hmm. You know, in the Amiga version, you've got that, and maybe this was Americanized or something like that, but God. Their names are so stupid. So in the PC version, you got the Mad Dogs, the Warlords, the Barbarians. That's the Amiga the, version. That's what I say, the Amiga version. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, the PC version, get these names. I don't know which name got changed to what. You got the the, cr the, the Crankers, the Devils, the Nutters. Which, <laughs> how did it's got to be here? British. The Phantoms, the uh, Jazzers. The Gooners and the Zippies. That sounds that that, that were horrible. Happened, that, I'm sure that was a UK thing. That sounds like names they get their teams. I don't know, man. Yeah, I was baffled. I looked. I, I, it's just one of those things you don't really think about. But I, I, I'm like, what is those this? names? Sound cool to people in England. The the Jazzers. Yeah, no one thinks that's cool. If you think that's cool, what? Just because he always disagrees with me, you now you're gonna start picking him out. Um, I found out there's a way to cheat. I always find out when I, whenever I can, uh, you can, uh, if you want to play in the league, you can type in a number, you can type L followed by a number, and you can basically go to that game in that level of the league, uh, which is handy. Um, what did you think of this? I've been talking for a while. What did you, what was your impression of this game? You well, I think this game had potential in the same way that Speedball 2 is a great game. Uh, Speedball 2 is a great game. Correct. This is not a great game. Um, this game has several things going for it. The destructibility of the field is cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, we you didn't mention that, but turf, big chunks of the mm -hmm. turf come off the field. The way that you can deliver or you can permanently disable your opponent by beheading them. It's very reminiscent of Nintendo World Cup where you basically can do the same thing in a soccer setting. You I, can I think kill a guy in that? Yeah, I mean, you can, you can make them die on the field basically. Jeez, that's crazy. I didn't... Um yeah, it's uh which I think is a pretty great game. Um the the stadium looks great. The graphics in general are very good. Where the game falls apart for me is that no matter what team you pick, your guys look exactly the same. You know, we've got the red team and the and the blue team. They should have opened it up and made the lizard team pickable, the rhino team pickable. They should because yeah, those guys look way different. Yeah. Um that would have been great. Um, <laughs> making the game, it's it's very cluttered all the time. And I, it seems like the field, you could keep the sprites the way they were, but maybe just make the field a little bit bigger. I don't know. I think it's, it's a hard thing to do when you're dealing with those that, that size of sprites. And like you said, you can't make the sprites any smaller because you'd lose some of that animation. I think the animations are really good. Um, I don't think it's a bad game. Uh, we've definitely <laughs> played worse. Uh, I enjoyed it much more with two players than, than singly. Um, 
and the stuff you were talking about with the league, even though it does leave something to be desired as far as, you know, jacking your guys back up, at least they included that to kind of give you something to do in between matches. I uh, I agree with you to a certain degree. I, I would say something controversial. I, I enjoyed playing the actual game of this, the actual part where you're actually playing the game. I enjoyed it as much as I did Speedball 2. Really? I really... Huh. I enjoy... I Maybe I'm just a mean guy but it's fun to just gut a sucker I like to watch them kick the crap out of guys mm -hmm. I love coming up from behind and just beheading somebody and then kicking their head around mm -hmm. throwing it uh, I like the fact that you can kill your opponents to win I like the fact that you can that the game is fun I felt like I was in control of the game to a mm -hmm. certain degree Even, mm -hmm. I believe it or not I felt more so on the on the uh, one button version I was used to playing than the, you know, the two button but uh, uh, the uh, I thought it was. I thought everything involving the actual game was very fun, just fun. Mm -hmm. The problem is they. You're right. They they really missed an opportunity here to make this a deep, interesting game where speedball has it beat them and others do as well. The uh, the tournament area is just lacking. The I mean the the. Uh, not the tournament, but the, the league. The tournament's just the tournament. Right. The, but the, it's uh, the bracket. The league just doesn't, there's not enough options. I like to be able to tweak my guys a little more. I'm not really a tweak guy either, but it would be more fun to be able to, to have a little more control over the team and having more options. Or maybe what would be awesome is be able to trade for guys or be able to like build new guys. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, or so, you know, like even like a if you've played Cyberball, in Cyberball you can upgrade your certain characters. Right, right. That would be fun. Yeah. You know? If you get money after a match, you know, you can upgrade, you can buy, you know. Yeah. It would be a lot, it would be neat. I mean, there's, and the thing is, that stuff's easy. They mm -hmm. did the hard part. They got mm -hmm. the gameplay. You right. Know? I would like for the game to run a little smoother. Uh, but again, I played the old version. It probably, it, the AJ version does run pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, not perfect. It's pretty smooth. Um, they missed uh, it, I, the, uh, they missed some opportunities uh, to just put those. You know, we always talk about the little things that make it endearing to you. They this doesn't. This is this seems like something they they put out. They said, okay, we've got this game though. Let's go ahead and ship it. They didn't really care for it, you know, mm -hmm. really tenderly before they put it out. Uh, they could have added, you know, like even Speedball has got the guy, ice cream guy, and all the other stuff, and you know, a few extra things in the field would have been interesting. Maybe an occasional pit opens up or something like that. I mean, you could get with this concept of the, mm -hmm. the sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I feel like the the power they they've already got a lot of stuff going on in the field with the power ups and stuff. But there's not really like the, there's not an equivalent of the ice cream guy or a halftime show or something like that. You and know? even the if you watch the opening, which I uh, I watched and the opening of it is uh, not that great either. I mean, the, the little cinematic thing. Mm -hmm. So it shows the guys that they're coming out in the field. It, they could have been, you know, again, it's just sort of like, well, here we go. Let's do the bare minimum. Right. It would have been great if they would have at least maybe, like, for the, the main team that you play or whatever, have some player names or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, you can name the team, but it would be cool to, like, you know, I, we, I was watching the uh, uh, CD32 review of Cannon Fodder, and they were talking about how you get attached to these certain guys when they go to Boot Hill, you feel bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that... That works, yeah. Because we're humans. That's what we yeah. like. You know, it would be cool to have, if everyone in the league had names, and you could. Oh, here comes this guy. I don't like him. Yeah. Now, now maybe we're reading too much into a game. It's basically like a game that we just go out and <laughs> smash people. This reminded me of something you play on, like the Genesis. Mm -hmm. You know, you get it like for twenty bucks or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, or you rent it for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but I mean, that much said, all that criticism aside, uh, 
I, I did enjoy it a lot more than it had any right to. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm an American and I'm a big violent jerk. I just want to see people get chopped in half. But uh, uh, God, it was it was very gratifying to uh, to kick a lot of ass in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I looked up the uh, eBay price of this bad boy. Um, surprisingly, there were none available in the U.S. and, and apparently hadn't been for some time. Really? Yeah. Um, Maybe this never came out in the U.S. The funny thing is, I, I've got a copy of it right here, and I think this is the NTSC version. Um, but uh, the uh, maybe you've got a gold mine in your hands right oh, now. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, I've, I've looked up all the games that I got when I bought them, mm-hmm. when I bought the machine to see what they were going for, and I don't remember any of them going for Jack Squat. <laughs> so suddenly there's been a surge on brutal football. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody give me a call. Um, in the UK, of course, you guys are land of milk and honey. You guys get everything you want with the Amiga. You can get a box copy of this thing between 23 and 33 bucks US. So, pretty reasonable. Uh, there was only one guy selling the discs, and he was wanting 20 bucks. So, mm-hmm. I, so you know, again, that's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and now, the funny thing is, the Jaguar version, just for fun, I looked it up. I couldn't find any of the PC version. You can get the Jaguar version, 30 bucks box. So, kind of about the same price area. You know, and some Jag games go for quite a bit of money. Did uh, Jaguar games, they, did they come in those Genesis-like hard plastic cases? The cases on the Jag are real interesting. You mean, you mean the actual box yeah, or the actual the box, cartridge? the box. Do I have any that are in the box? I don't know if I've got any that actually came in the box. I think all the ones I've got were loose. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. Okay, I was just curious. Um, but uh, overall, you know, it's a fun game. I would like to, this game screams for a redo. I would love to see someone come up and um, remake it. Mm-hmm. It would be fun. And boy, multiplayer online, you know, sign me up. Yeah. That would be a blast. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I guess I, I'm going to give it a thumbs up uh, with a uh, caution that it's shallow. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I, I agree. I'll give it a thumbs up. Just know what you're getting into, um, and uh, just enjoy yourself. You know, beat up some guys for a little bit, work out some frustration. And, beat up your buddy, your yeah. brother, your girlfriend. Chop their heads off. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, um, it's time to thank our sponsors. So, thank you, thank you. Here we go. I'm going to sing it to the tune of "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." You're going to sing it to the tune of "Goodbye Listeners." Rob O'Hara. Paul Harrington, Lawrence Logan, 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 Jonas Cerullo, Colvin Bowman, Tips from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds with Williams, Daniel Bankston, O'Brien's Retro and Valentine's, Chad Austin, Brad Daddy, Patreon. What are we going to play next week, Aaron? Man, I've never seen somebody just insult so many people at once. Elton John, <laughs> everyone in the UK, and all of our Patreon subscribers. I'm so sorry. You know, at some places you get Patreon goodies. Here, if, you, if you've spent the money to get Patreon, boat butchers your name in a violent way. Next week, I put in a request for a game that I've been uh, licking my chops to get hold of, Battle Squadron. The uh, game that came from the maker of our very first episode's game, Hybris. 
So it's going to be shoot 'em up fun for the whole family next week. That sounds like a great one. Mm. We'll see you then. Until next time. Adios. Adios.